So glad for each of you that are here. Glad to have my dear friends, brother and sister Riley, with us this weekend. And uh, I had to twist his arm. I gave up trying guilt trips on him because it doesn't work anymore. He, he figured me out a long time ago. So I just see what other ways I can apply the pressure. But uh, I'm so honored to have them here. And he's a busy man. And he's doing a great work for God in South Texas. I am so thrilled. Every opportunity I get to go back and see the work that's happening there. And he is the man uh, for the hour in that city, I can tell you. And it's, it's the will of God that he be right where he's at. And God's doing a great work through him. We appreciate Brother and Sister Riley and their family. As I've said many times, they are dear friends. In fact, really more than just friends. Uh, he and I, having grown up in the same church, we're really much more like brothers we have traveled the world together. Uh, we, have, we have flown first class together, and we have ridden third class together. Hallelujah. Uh, as we, we've loaded up all of our, all of our girls, and, and uh, he had three girls, and I had three girls, and... and uh, We'd get together and travel that old station wagon, making that trip across the mountains, pulling a homemade trailer. And uh, I remember those days. But we've, we've, we've gone long distances together and have remained friends through the years. Love and appreciate the Rileys very, very much. They're genuine. They're real. They're down to earth. And most of all, this man walks with God in a very special way. And uh, I know that those of you that were here for the anniversary services, you will never forget the messages that he preached and the impact that he had on this church at that time. I believe we're still feeling the impact of that. And so I am so glad that he's here today. And I want him to come. And we're giving it to him a little early here this morning. And that way, if he wants to sing... Uh, whatever he wants to do, we're just going to let him take his liberty and just uh, just make yourself at home today. Amen. God bless you, my friend. Love you. So glad you're here. Come take your liberty. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, one more time before you're seated, let's give God thanks this morning for being here. I felt his presence today already. Amen. Let's praise him. Love him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Walk with us, Lord. Talk with us, God. In the name of Jesus, God, I give you glory and praise and honor today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You may be seated this morning. Please be seated. Amen. And when you're seated, everybody go, Ah, oh, that felt good. Amen. Hallelujah. It does feel good to have a place, a good place, a safe place to come to church and love God. And, and uh, you know, we're, you know, in spite of all that we know that God is, we've been singing about God all morning. And that is so appropriate. Amen. The, the marvel is that God said he would put his spirit in us. 
his investments, amen, everything he did has something to do with you and I, amen, and he put this treasure in earthen vessels, praise God, I don't, I don't know why, my wife and I had this discussion many times, we don't know why he chose us, amen, but somebody wrote a song and said, oh, but I'm glad that he did, amen, I'm so glad that he did, amen, earthen vessels, I was actually preaching that many, many years ago and uh, at home, and I said, you know, an earthen vessel, you know, it's, it's a clay clay jar, that's uh, something made of earth, amen, an earthen vessel, and uh, I said, that's all we are, we're just an earthen vessel, we're just an old clay clay jar, a clay pot, I said, the problem with some of you is your crack pots, amen, and you just don't know it, amen, but there was... Amen. We all, you go ahead and smile a little bit. Amen. It'll improve your face value this morning. Praise God. Amen. Life is good. God's good. And amen. And I'm glad he put me um, in the bride. I'm glad he put my name in a place that there's not a devil in hell that can go in and get up there with a big eraser and blot it out. I'm glad today that I am a child of the king. Praise God. How many have the Holy Ghost this morning? Have you received the Holy Ghost? Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody like to receive the Holy Ghost? Amen. If you don't have it yet, you're missing out on the greatest gift that God has ever given to a human being. Hallelujah. I've, I've seen, not in person, but I've, you know, I, I see the, the, the news come across in newspapers, radio. You know, we've got the internet. We see that once in a while. You know, they talk about, you know, that this, these um, people that put all this money, they go buy these lottery tickets and, and it builds up to millions and sometimes, you know, a billion dollars. I don't know how much they get, got them going for now, but they talk about all these great things. And I, I watch people, I stand in line, but I'm trying to pay for my gas. Amen. And they're over there scratching. Amen. They're over, amen, hoping, praying that somehow I've watched them do this and all kinds of things over those lottery tickets. And, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, they get $3 or whatever, you know, they, and they, they go back and buy another one. And that's just the way the world is. It never satisfies. Amen. It never gives you what you think. Now, I know uh, somebody said, yeah, but what if I win? You know, you know, I've seen, you know, pictures of people standing there beside that big check, you know, for so many millions of dollars, whatever. And, and uh, if you got that kind of money given to you, you would not sit there like you're sitting today. I, I grew up, now I wasn't, I didn't grow, start off in church. We grew up in the world and I was just an old heathen that you see, you see these kids up here playing outside when you drove to church. You see some of those kids out there riding their bikes out there, throwing a football, even out there fighting with your brother. That was me. Amen. I didn't know anything about God. Amen, but God was good to me and brought me in the house of the Lord. And we, I grew up with one of those big old black and white televisions. Amen, we got a color television. We thought we were uptown. And my mom used to watch all those shows and, and uh, they would have, you know, the, the price is right and whatever it was. And these people would come down and they'd win a toaster. You ought to see how crazy those people get. Over a toaster, they would jump and scream and hug, and you know, maybe it was a toaster and a bicycle or an exercise bike or whatever it was, you know, uh, 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 you know, and it just they got so emotional, 
And yet I see people who have been afforded the greatest gift that has ever been given to a human being, and they sit on their hands and their long face. Amen. There is absolutely no evidence that they are a winner. Hallelujah. I'm glad. Amen. I'm a winner today. I got the best of the trade. He took my ashes. Amen. He gave me hope. He gave me so much. Amen. All I had to offer him, the song says, was heartache. Amen and strife, but he made something beautiful out of my life. Praise God. I'm not here because I'm better than anybody. I'm just here because I've been washed. I've been cleansed. I've been filled. I've been chosen. Amen. And I'll tell you this one thing and hear me out, hear me clearly. That God is not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. Amen. God wants you back. He wants you. He gave you breath. He gave you life. Somebody said, I'll do what I want to do. Go ahead. Tell me how that works. See how that all comes. I'm not trying to be a smart aleck, but that is absolutely, you know, not a really a winning strategy because you do what you want to do, what's right in your eyes. Amen. It's not what God has in store for your life. Amen. There's a plan that God has already got mapped out, but he's going to let you choose and you have to make the choice. I'm glad I made that choice. Amen. Amen. I, I, the only difference between me and you, we're all human. We're all part of this grand body of human beings living on this earth right now. But in the name of Jesus, hear me out. There's a heaven. There is an eternity in your future. Just a little ways down the road. And you'll stand before the Lord and you'll have to give an account for the things you've done in your body, things you've done in your life. It seems amazing how an eternity is all hinged upon just, you know, 20 years, 30 years, 70 years, and you've got a little time to get it right. But I'm glad he gave me, amen, the sense. He gave me wisdom. He gave me a preacher. Amen. He gave me a man of God. God chose, amen, through the foolishness of preaching to save the believer. Amen. And God gave gifts to men and he gave us the ministry he gave us his word he gave us some of us godly parents some of us the reason we're here is because our parents brought us to church I thank my dad just the other day this last week I said you know he said I made a lot of mistakes I said but there's one you didn't make amen there's one good thing I know you've done for sure you took us to the house of God and exposed me to truth praise God and oh I'm so grateful I am so grateful to be in his care. Praise God. Well, it's good to be with you this morning, and it's so good to have my wife with me, and she just never goes with me anywhere, so you know how fortunate and blessed you are. Amen, because I preach a whole lot better when she's here and uh, when she's with me, but she's got, uh, you know, she's she's very busy, and she's got a lot on her plate, and um, he said, what is that? That's me. Amen, I'm the one that's on her plate. She got to take care of me, but she's she also she works so hard at the church at home, and just like Sister Riggin has over the years, I've watched her sacrifice. And, uh, and there's a lot of you, you you saints are the same way. You sacrifice. You know we're all in this together, aren't we? Amen, amen. And I appreciate the saints. Good to see all you. A lot of you I've seen you here for years and years, and and I appreciate that. I had a young man in my church. I was letting him, teaching him, you know, trying to bring him up to, you know, to preach the gospel and giving him some pulpit time. 
give him an opportunity, you know, to sharpen his sword, whatever you want to call it. And he got up in my, well, I call it affectionately my pulpit, the one I'm pastoring. He got up behind that pulpit and he looked over a crowd. He had nothing to do with, you understand? He had nothing to do with that crowd. He, he done nothing to get this building, that those people there. He done nothing. And he looked and he said, I'm tired of seeing the same old faces. And I jumped up and I said, thank God for the same old faces. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. I thank God I still see some of you living for God. Amen. You're doing just the same that you were doing last time. Amen. You're giving the devil grief and you're giving God the glory. Amen. I tell you what, thank God that you're the saints of God that are that are that will stand for truth and will be you can be you can count on them. And I know there's a lot of those folks that are not up here, they're down below us tonight. Amen. Teaching the kids, which is so incredibly important. You know, our children are not second class saints. They're God's saints. I said they're not second-class saints. Amen. They deserve to, to feel everything that we feel. They need to know this truth just like we need to know it. Somebody said, why do they put so much energy and money and all that? Because that's what God wants. Amen. I don't have to preach that message this morning, but amen. I know you all do everything that you can, and God bless those folks that are down, uh, down below here, amen, in the... Uh, Sunday school department, and they're working, doing, they got up, you know, whether they were cutting out pieces of, you know, paper, making little things for them, or whatever they're doing, amen, they're doing it all for the glory of God, and I appreciate them this morning. Praise God, praise God. Thank you, Brother Riggin, amen, for inviting me, amen. You, um, I say, I'll say one more thing, uh, maybe two, or three, or four, I don't know. But, uh, you know, we are, uh, we are, Brother and Sister Riggin, we are, we share a lot of common things, and we go way back, and we have, uh, we we've raised our children together. Before we had, before we got married, we were, uh, we were, you know, like brothers, and his his parents were good to us. My parents were not always in church, and they got out of church for quite a while. And I was a boy in high school when my parents decided to quit going to the church for whatever reason, whatever cockeyed reason that was, and, and left me to make a choice. And I made the choice, just as a freshman in high school, that I was still going to live for God. Please do not tell me you can't live for God because your parents quit. Please don't tell me that you can't live for God because somebody you had faith in walked out. You're gonna, you can't follow that. Amen. For every time, every excuse you make, God's going to have somebody to stand up and say, but they did. Amen. They made it. They made up their mind. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I, amen. And as we progressed and I, uh, his, his mother and his, his uh, dad, um, they took me in as one. They had three boys. They took me in as one of the, you know, the, the fourth child. Amen. I was the fourth man in the fire. Amen. And, uh, it was so much fun. We had so many great stories, and we've had a lot of heartaches. We've shared those as well, and uh, but we're not here to, you know, to elicit any sympathy because we have been blessed, and we both were talking about that yesterday. We have been blessed of God, and I thank God for that. Amen. How many grandchildren do you have now? No. He can't have, I've only got seven. All right, get the phone out. Let's get some folks going to work. Amen. Seven grandkids. He's got nine. 
Amen. And so who'd ever thought we'd be grandparents, Brother Riggin? And uh, we've had, we have certainly been blessed. I got one of my granddaughters. Um, she is very cerebral. She, she, she outthinks a whole lot of people around her. She's only about, I don't know, how old is Autumn? About eight, seven or eight. Yeah, but the, the kid is amazing. And Brother Riggins got a couple. I remember, you know, one of his daughters uh, watching her grow up. I was kind of real close to them at that time and watching her and, and, and their minds develop. And you could tell they had some things on the ball. My little granddaughter, my oldest granddaughter, they were evangelizing. I mean, you ever met the Clarks? The Clarks have been here, all right? All right, I'm sorry. Amen. And I'm just teasing. Amen. And my little granddaughter, see, she was in Sunday school. And next thing you know, the Sunday school teacher was bringing her to the sanctuary to my daughter. They were preaching this revival. And uh, my daughter gets up. They walk and say, what is wrong? And the woman was just furious. And, and my little granddaughter was just crying. And uh, she said, what, what did she do? And that, that Sunday school teacher said, she told me that I was not worthy to be her Sunday school teacher. Oh, amen. Oh, so you want to be a Sunday school teacher. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, it's not an easy job with these kids nowadays. You know what? Somebody said, what do you think about that? I said, she probably wasn't. Amen. She's probably trying to preach some false doctrine. Those kids know the truth. And uh, so you never know what you got a hold of. But you know what? It never, never, uh, never ceases to amaze me how, uh, how God's been good to us and, and, uh, and I pray that God will help me to help you this morning. I'm going to take you to the Word of God. I will try my best to be succinct and not as uh, not lengthy this morning. But I, I do have a burden from the Word of the Lord this morning. And um, I'll just be honest with you. Let's just let's just be very open, very readable. I'm going to try to reach for somebody this morning. Amen. I'm going to try to reach for somebody this morning. Amen. I, I'm going to I'm going to put on the, Amen, the cloak of a, of an evangelist this morning if I can. How many full of the Holy Ghost? You're going to help this preacher. Amen. I'm going to reach for somebody this morning. Amen. So you you can have the Holy Ghost. I preached a funeral just the other day, and I and I just laid it all out, and I said you you got to this is this is the plan of salvation. Made it very clear, and the man said. What is it about this Holy Ghost? And, and, and somebody said, you got to have it. you got to have it. You're going to go to heaven. And he said, well, what if I don't want it? Well, if you don't want it, you don't want it. But there's somebody here seeking for something. And you've tried this, this relationship. You've tried these substances. You've tried various things, and you're not getting what you want. You're still not happy inside. Amen. I'm going to I'm going to reach for somebody this morning. Praise the Lord. How am I going to help the preacher preach for a little bit? Amen. Amen. Go ahead and stand with me this morning. We'll go to First Samuel chapter twenty-eight and verse number five. First Samuel twenty-eight and five. You've had the best of the best and behind this pulpit, and I do not count myself among them. Amen. I'm I'm nobody. I'm the very least in God's kingdom. The least of God's brethren, I feel like, amen, if God doesn't help us this morning, it will be just a, an act 
uh, uh, that's futile, but if the Lord will help us this morning, I believe he'll get the glory, amen, and, and, and all things will work, work together for them that love the Lord, amen. In 1 Samuel 28 and 5, and when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment, and he went and two men with him. And they came to the woman by night, and he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. Now, for those that have been in church a long time, no doubt you have read this, heard this scripture used, but just to get bring everybody up to date, up to speed, amen, Saul was the king, the first king of God's people, and he had been anointed and been used of God, but somewhere along the line, he lost his relationship with God. And so now he's going to a, a place of low uh, degree. He is, he is reaching out to a witch, somebody that will conjure up a spirit from the dead. Amen. He's taking his faith away from God, and he's now replacing it, amen, by a spirit of darkness. Praise God. And, uh, and, and this familiar spirit, he said, I want you uh, to bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut out those that have familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. Wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life to cause me to die? She is now going quoting the law of the land given by this King Saul. Whether she's recognized him or not, amen, may be up for debate. But she absolutely says, I know what the law of the land is, and if I do this, amen, it will be for my life. You will cause me to die, amen. But Saul swear to her by the Lord, saying, as the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. So obviously, amen, by reading these few verses, she understands the dilemma, the predicament that she's in. But he commands her in this 11th verse, and this is where, amen, I want to go. Then said the woman, whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, bring me up Samuel. Whom shall I bring up unto thee? He said, bring me up the man of God. Bring me up the prophet. Bring me up, 
Amen. The man that gave me words and, and, and advice and he brought to me, even in times past, the right things to do and the right things. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's about to happen. I'm fearful. I just want to hear, amen, another word, amen, from Samuel. It may be an apparition. It may be a spirit. It may be a, a soul or a ghost, amen, amen, from days past. It's already, because Samuel had already died and he had put his body in the grave. But bring me up, amen, that spirit of a man, amen, to tell me, amen, some things that I need to hear. Praise God. And this morning, amen, I want to preach to you, amen, bring me up, Samuel. I want to preach to you. I'm going to title it simply this, a ghost of a chance. Praise God. A ghost of a chance. Praise God. Bring me up, amen, an apparition. Bring me up, amen, something that I can see and hear one more time. I need another chance. I need another opportunity. Praise God. Oh, I'm preaching to people today that thank God they've got the Holy Ghost. Amen. We don't need that other familiar spirit. Amen. Conjuring up anything else. We need to hear from God. Hallelujah. Amen. But what somebody in this house, amen, needs is just one more chance. Just one more opportunity. Amen. To hear the voice of reason, the voice, amen, that comes from on high. Hallelujah. I pray the Holy Ghost will move in this house. Amen. Before we leave, I pray somebody will get that chance. It's not just going to come from hell, but heaven's got an answer from you for you today. Amen. God is in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, let's reach out and touch the Lord this morning. Praise God, praise God. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Amen, the Bible says clap your hands all you people. Hallelujah. While you're doing that, think about it. Amen, give him a standing ovation. He does all things well. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. You may be seated this morning. God bless you today. Amen, very, uh, a very disturbing picture has been painted uh, before us from the word of God. And uh, as I have, as you, probably many of you have, looked at some of the photos of the carnage that's going on overseas as Russia is, is putting all their pressure upon a smaller country, amen, to yield. And we know, I'm not going to get into all that, amen, but lives have been overturned. And amen, they're talking about mass graves and children and women being executed in the street. And, and, and it's a very disturbing thing. When we get sitting here this morning, we don't feel that pressure. But there were people just months ago that were sitting in their houses like we sat this morning. They got in their car 
cars or they went to a job, amen, to make a little bit of money, amen. They got all kinds of hope, amen, for the future, amen. But some, amen, old greedy bully, amen, somewhere he decides that things are gonna be different for, for you, amen. And next thing you know, amen, their children and their grandchildren, amen, are running for their lives, amen. Amen, you heard and may have heard it, amen, about one of the, uh, one of the, the press that saw a little girl there in the streets and she was begging, amen, for some water, amen. The very basic thing that keeps life going is water. You can live a long time without food, but you can't live long without water. And this little girl, amen, was wandering the streets. Where are her parents? Amen, nobody knew, amen, she was dirty, she was disheveled. She had absolutely, amen, nobody to fend for her. And she was begging the people, amen, somebody give me some water. I'm so thirsty, amen. By the next day or so, there was somebody said, does anybody know what happened to that little girl? And they found her dead on the side of the road. No doubt her body dehydrated as it was just for a little cup of water, amen. And the child gave, amen, gave up the ghost. The child lost her life. I tell you, we sit here fat and happy. Amen, we get the feeling like we got everything under control, but we have learned through this pandemic, amen, that there are a lot of people that got things in control and we can't do a lot about those things. Praise God. I don't want, amen, this church, amen, to go through any of the things that I read about in the book of, uh, book of Revelations, amen, but there's a very disturbing picture, amen, that I think about, amen, the future for my children and my grandchildren and yours as well, where they might come to a church that somebody has changed the, the whole, amen, playing field. Somebody has changed everything about the church. Amen. Life is not what it used to be. Hallelujah. I don't want my children have to try to amen, push themselves out of the wreckage and the rubble. Amen. And wishing in vain that we could go back to what it used to be. Amen. I don't want my kids to have to suffer those kind of things. I'm praying for my country. I'm praying that God will give us real leadership. Amen. They will help us turn the tide. But if it doesn't come, I'm telling you, friend, there's going to be a lot of things, amen, that are going to come into our lives. Amen. We're going to wish we could go back to the way it used to be. Amen. There are some who are worried about it, talking about it. Amen. Amen. But careless and thoughtless, amen, are those who fear it the least. They don't care. Too many times in history, the children of great civilizations, now we could talk about Egypt and Assyria, and we could talk about Persia and Greece and Rome, have sat in the wreckage of their power, of their dynasties, of their great empires they built. And they sat there and wishing they could have just one more chance at what their fathers threw away. They've been children, they've been looking around and said, why did this happen? have to happen to us? Amen. You know what our problem is? We don't believe it can happen to us. 
I said, you know what the problem is with America right now? We feel untouchable because we got a little body of water even across the way and we feel like uh, that they can't touch us. Amen. But amen, I believe today, even in this present day church, I, along with many other men of God and saints of God today, are concerned about the spiritual drift. Amen. That the apostolic church, amen, has been experiencing. I've been around the country. I've been around to meetings and conferences. Amen. I don't know why, amen, it happens to some and not to others. I don't have the, the complete story, answer right now for you, but I do know it happens. What Jesus tells us, the little foxes, amen, spoil the vine. They let down a little here and they change things a little bit there. Amen. After a while, there are no defenses set up capable of protecting, amen, what we've been given. I had a call from an old pastor a few weeks ago and he was asking me, I mean, he's an octogenarian, he's in his 80s, he's got problems. He said, Brother Riley, please pray for my wife and I. He said, I'm calling you for intercessory prayer. And I prayed for them and I felt the Lord whisper to me that their physical being, their suffering was because of a moral and a spiritual decline of his church. He had turned the church over to a younger man and the, and the younger man is now taking that church complete different direction and he's called me over and over and said what can I do what can I do and he's telling me and I've sat with them and I, I traveled just to be with them sat in their living room amen watch the tears of a great man of God that I highly respect but he feels helpless and hopeless that anything can be done because the fellowship of the brethren Amen, that are now coming through the pulpit. They are void of the real apostolic power. Amen, they are, they are void of the authentic apostolic faith. Amen, the, amen, and the depression that was working on the mind of this elder. Amen, the, the thing that was affecting his spirit and his health. Amen, was not just a natural causes. I said it wasn't just natural causes, amen, but things were creeping in, amen, and he couldn't stop it, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The day will come when those who hold the Bible in their hands, amen, will not see, amen, the local landscape, anything that resembles, amen, what we read about in the book of Acts chapter two, amen, the first apostolic church of the New Testament. Praise God, hallelujah. I don't want that to happen here. I don't want it happen that to happen to Landmark down in Aransas past Texas, but it's a struggle, it's a fight to maintain Amen. To continue in the faith. Praise God. To keep people. Amen. And I just want to say this today. Do not judge me because you think, amen, that I'm just up here. Amen.
Amen. Trying to, you know, uh, just trying to pipe in some music. Uh, amen. From another direction. All I've got today is the same old word and the same old spirit and the same Holy Ghost. Uh, even the same Bible that I've ever had. And I don't know what else to do but to preach. Uh, amen. This unadulterated word of God. Hallelujah. I want to be affected, but I don't want it to be by the world. I want to be affected, but I want it to come straight from God's mouth. God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. Some will remember a time when a man of God from their early life told them the truth. But the day will come when that man of God will no longer be there. And they'll wish they could have just one more conversation. If I could just talk to Samuel one more time. I said, if I could just have, amen, that old elder, amen, to talk to my soul and tell me, how do I get this out of my life? How do I fix this? How do I get to a place, amen, where I can be pleasing to God? Hallelujah. Amen. This is the situation that we have, amen, dramatized to us in this Old Testament scripture in 1 Samuel 28, amen, where Saul goes down to the witch of Endor, amen, down to the cave and he cries out give me bring me up Samuel bring me up Samuel hallelujah bring me up a man of God I need a word from God hallelujah hallelujah I know this preacher you've got I'm not just here to pat him on the back this is not just a mutual amen pat each other on the back day amen but I'm here to tell you amen this man of God that God has graced amen this church with amen is, is a tremendous Bible teacher amen he's got an understanding, amen, that transcends, amen, a lot of men that have been in the ministry as long as he, or even longer than he has, you're a blessed people, amen, but do not take it for granted, do not make the mistake that Saul did and say, you know, I don't think, amen, that we need to do just that, amen, what we need is to have a new, a new, a new feeling, a new spirit, some new songs, some new kind of preaching, let's change everything here. God help this preacher to get it into your heart one more time. We ain't changing. I say we're not going to let the world have its way in here. Hallelujah. We need amen, amen, the word of God to help us. Preach to me pastor. Preach to me preacher. Amen. Bring me up Samuel. Amen. Whom shall I bring unto thee? And she said Bring me up, Samuel. This moonlit night, Saul's army had encamped on the plains of Mount Gaboa. A few miles away was a little village of Endor. Saul slipped away from his men. He skirted around the camp of the Philistines and he appeared at the cave of this witch of Endor. He was desperate and in his desperation he pleads with this spiritual medium for a chance to speak with this dead prophet one more time. Bring me up Samuel. But the fact is at one time Saul had had Samuel. 
there was a day, amen, when he had the man of God by his side. But for many years, Saul had disregarded the words that come from the man of God. Amen, he even uh, uh, humiliated him at times. So Samuel had picked up Saul, amen, and, and, and when God gave him the word and said this, this is the king and he anointed him to be king, he tried to stand beside him throughout the reign of Saul. He tried to counsel this king. He offered friendship to him. He gave him all the wisdom he knew how to give. But Saul threw him under the proverbial bus. Amen, amen, he, amen. He had wallowed around for years now without the voice of God. He just decided, amen, I'll do things my own way. Hallelujah, amen, but it was foolish. Amen, it was, it was a, it was a bad move, amen, to say the least. Amen, and now, amen, the time had come as our, our scripture reading here in 1 Samuel. Amen, the scripture tells us, amen, that Saul, amen, is in a crisis. Samuel is dead and Saul, amen, just wants, amen, a ghost of a chance. I just want, amen, one more opportunity. I just want it back again. I just want to feel that touch one more time. Amen, I just, how many times does the preacher have to preach this way? I'm here to tell you today, if you've ever felt the presence of God, you're more blessed, amen, than millions of others on the outside. Amen, do not take it lightly. You say, I'm here because my mama even makes me come. I'm here because my daddy even told me to get up and come to church. Thank God for parents even that have enough insight that say, you know where we belong? We belong in the house of God. Amen. I want you to be even under the influence of the spirit and the move of the Holy Ghost. I want one more opportunity. Amen. You know, we've had a lot of opportunities. We've been careless. Sometimes we lost those things. And all we want is to get it back again. Hallelujah. Whether it's in the world, you know, you you got a boyfriend, you got a girlfriend, amen, but you don't treat them right. You got a husband and a wife, amen, they're not treated right and they leave. And next thing you know, amen, they're somewhere else. I had a young man that I had prayed through, he and his wife, and, uh, but she come to me and, and uh, I looked at her, she had bruises on her face. And uh, I told, uh, she told me, I'm leaving, I'm leaving him. And, and uh, you know, they got a young family. You know, I, I was looking at her like I'd look at my daughter. And uh, I, I looked at that and I said, well, here, before you just throw everything away. You know, let's try even to see what we need to do. And uh, so I brought the young man in. And he came in and with his, his wife and, and she had already separated from him, but they agreed to come in. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I told him, I said, let me tell you something, son. I said, you think you're tough. You think it looks, makes you look like a man to beat up on this little girl. You think you're really tough that you can reach out and strike her and beat her into submission. 
I said, but let me show you. He meant something else. There's another side of that coin. I said, stand up. We're in my office. This is the way I counsel. Amen. Stand up. He said, well, I said, stand up. She's over in her chair. I said, stand up. I said, you can hit her. You can do whatever you want to do to her. She can't defend herself. But let's see how you are up against a real man. Come on, you little punk. Take a swing at me. And when you do, I'm going to shove your teeth through the back of your throat. Come on, little man. Let's see what you got to give. Amen, I'll tell you what happened. Amen, he began to cry. He said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know what happened? Amen, that they began, you know, to try to, she began to weep and he began to realize, amen, how stupid and foolish he was. Amen, and I told him in that very meeting, I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will counsel her if she's willing, amen, to take you back. Amen, but if you ever lay a hand on her, the next next time I'm gonna tell her, you leave him, you go ahead and go back to mama you don't have to deserve amen that kind of beating praise God and I said I'll tell you what son amen and when you see amen your daughter I mean your wife in another man's car and she's over he's got his arm around him and your two kids are sitting in the back seat of his car don't come running to me and say amen what can I do to get this back you got this chance right now this is an opportunity don't squander even what you got because there could be somebody else raising your kids I'm here to tell you Amen. If God would help this preacher, you got another opportunity. You made some dumb mistakes. We've all done some dumb things. I'm not trying to belittle you, but we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But you got another altar service. You got one more chance, amen, to get this right. Hallelujah. You're not all washed up. Yeah, you've done some crazy things. Amen. But now today you're just as empty as you ever were. Amen, don't wait till the day when it's all past and you're down at the witch's house. Amen, trying to conjure up a, a spirit of yesterday. Amen, you're trying to reach into the drug world. Amen, trying to smoke. Amen, and snort. Amen, and pursue. Amen, something that'll help you forget. Amen, it's gonna try to t- help you. Amen, get out from under that spirit. Amen, that burden. Amen, that you're feeling right now. I'm telling you, there's an opportunity to get things right today. Amen, but don't wait till all you have is the go of a chance. Praise God. Come on, let's lift our hands and love the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 A crisis. Amen. The, it was, amen. That this, he couldn't avoid. Amen. We slipping down to the witch of indoors. To the cave, begging, wishing, craving a ghost of their old chance to get back together again. It's an unpleasant experience listen to some, listening to someone who tells you how they let the chance of a lifetime get away from them forever. Hallelujah. I, 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 I'm, I'm dealing myself personally on a much more personal level, amen, with one of my other son-in-laws that are, has decided to change directions in midstream. He sent me a, me a message here the other day and said he has significantly changed his, his idea, his feelings about 
about Christianity. I'm talking about a man who used to pastor, amen, a church just like this. Amen, that I preached for many times. Amen, but he's turned turn around and he's given it all up. He's replacing it with something else. I said he's replacing it with something else. I just want to go ahead and say it like it needs to be said. Hallelujah. Amen. He's going. He got down. He's into this physical fitness thing. And there's nothing wrong, amen, with being fit and being healthy. Amen. But then what he's done, amen, he's taking that and the CrossFit uh, uh, culture and he's there and he's getting into all these uh, uh, these competitions uh, and he's working out. He's now around a whole different group of people. Amen. And he comes to church. Uh, amen. It seems like the preacher even preaches uh, and he, he said, I just can't seem, amen, to be good enough. Amen. Let me tell you, you used to preach that way. It's not that you're not good enough, uh, but we need to sound a warning. Uh, amen. We're not here to put our foot on your neck and tell you you'll never make it. I'm here to preach to you. There is hope today. Amen. There is an opportunity even for you. Hallelujah. Don't get me wrong. It's not that you can never be good enough. That lie come from the devil. Even the devil always tell you you have no chance. But this is not about chances today. You've got an opportunity. Jesus said, I am the door. You, got, you can get up and come through that door this morning and be forever changed amen like the homeless drunk amen who once had a career who had a family and a home and nice vehicles amen he had it made amen but alcohol amen got into his not just his bloodstream but it got into his spirit and it began to rule him amen and everything he had even slipped away from him he was all this incline and his feet began to slip and he said I can handle this I'm a man amen I'll do what I want to do but next thing you know everything he He's got. Amen. It's in the sewer. Everything that he once said was mine, even now is somebody else's. Amen. 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 Oh, God, help us. Help us not to fall. Amen. Down so far to where the Bible talks about us being fallen away. Amen. I believe you can fall, but you can get back up. Amen. I said you can fall, but you can get back up. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just don't want you, amen, or this church or the church that I pastor ever get into a place where next thing you know, we melt into the fabric of all the rest of the charismatic churches that are going around calling themselves Pentecost. And you can't discern whether it's a move of God or not. And the day comes where we have to say, I wished we had what we used to have. I wished, amen. Pastor Riggin was still here. I'd love to hear a good old Bible class on the oneness of God. I'd love to hear another holiness message. I'd like to have another altar call. I'd love to hear being in where the spirit comes down and we have that blowout like we used to have, but it's not here anymore. Even we've lost it. Even I just want another chance that I'm here to tell you it's not about chances today. It's here right now. Hang on to what you got church oh God help me to preach this 
Amen, like I feel it. Amen, if there's any weak link, amen, for me to portray what I feel here today, it's that it's me and my flesh. Amen, my limited mind and my spirit. But the Holy Ghost is moving through his word today and he's reaching to somebody. Amen, it feels like, amen, oh, I don't know. Amen, amen, if I could ever get back to where I was. Amen, let me tell you, today you're close. Amen, you're close to Christ. Amen, he's in this house right now. Hallelujah. Amen, I just don't want you to take a trip down to that cave. I said you don't need to make a trip. Amen, down to that cave. Amen, you've lost something precious. And when you do, amen, you can wish all you want to have it back again. But there are some things that cannot be recovered. I said there are some places that you could go where there are no way back and there's no exit door. Hallelujah. There are some situations that a man and a woman can get into and all the desire and the wish and the talk can never get them back. Amen, to where they once was. We've got a heritage, Truth Church. We've got a heritage. You've got it in your hands today. And it's really not so hard to keep it. But it would be difficult to get it back again if you lose it. If you have a good family under your care, Brother, you got children that you're bringing up before the Lord. You have a good opportunity today at the very best thing that anybody could ever be given in the world, and that's to bring up a family in the sight of God and have a house that fears the Lord. If you've got a good church to go to, you have in your hands the greatest opportunity. You've got a great heritage. Praise God. And I thank God for that. Praise God. Heritage is not a conference we go to. Hallelujah. I said heritage is not a conference we send our kids to. Amen. Heritage is something that we hold dear in our hearts. Amen. Something that we've been afforded. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If you've got a reputation, you know, if you've got opportunity to have a good reputation, it's important that you keep that. Keep it safe. Keep it pure. Amen. Don't be going places that will spoil your reputation. Don't be hanging out with people, amen, that are a bad reputation. Amen. They're not your brothers. They're not your sisters. Amen. They've just got a bad reputation. Amen. And it's not funny. It's not good. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're a young person. You've got a clean name. There's no tarnish on it, you need to know that that is so easily lost. So easily lost. And many people that, in my experience, would give almost anything to get it back again. Amen. A good name is rather to be chosen than riches. A good name. A good name. Hallelujah. Somebody told me the other day, said, Pastor Riley, you've got a good name. They said, Landmark's got a good name. It didn't come easy, but I don't want to lose it. Because, amen, just one little bobble, one little media, 
Amen, spin. Amen, next thing you know, everybody in town can't think nothing about landmark. Amen, but that church is where this happened. Hallelujah. You know, I, we just spent a whole two days, in, almost a two days in Waco, Texas. Does anybody know anything about Waco, Texas? When you think of Waco, what do you think of? David Koresh. You know, he wasn't Waco. He had nothing to do with the founding of Waco, the economy of Waco, amen, the people that live there, amen, but he's put a bad name on Waco, amen. They said, well, it's Waco, it's this and that, it's a cult place, it's not. My wife and I just enjoyed two very wonderful days before we got here and we stopped and we shopped and we ate at restaurants just like you got here at good good down-to-earth people everywhere. Hallelujah. Amen. But the name has been tarnished. Can I preach to you today? Your name and your character is worth keeping. Hallelujah. I said the name and the character of this church is something that's precious. Amen. We talked about God in the name of Jesus. We are the people of the name. We've been baptized in his name. Everybody else in town will not baptize you in that name. But here is a church. Amen. Still alive and kicking. And we only baptize in the only saving name. That's a reputation worth saving. Amen. Don't tell me someday that there'll be somebody behind this pulpit that'll say, well, it really doesn't matter. We'll baptize you however you want to be baptized. I'm telling you, you're on your way to the cave. I said, you're on your way even to the witch of Endor's house. Even you're on your way into the day where all you can conjure up. Even it's possible a ghost of a chance. Even here today in Jesus' name are some good one God apostolic people. And you got a lot going for you. You've got to understand how precious this is. Hang on to it. Don't let it slip through your fingers. Guard the deposit that God has put in this church. When your pastor stands up here and he's given all he's got, you give it all you got. When the man of God even brings you a Bible study, crawl out on the edge of your seat and say, we want this. Don't let this disappear. Oh, hallelujah. We got something great. We got something powerful. Even God likes, even what he sees here. But in the name of Jesus, help this preacher. Even we cannot ever let this slip through our fingers. Don't throw it away. 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 In a moment of indiscretion, a moment of passion, in a moment of Feeling, emotion, anger. We go, <laughs> I don't care. Use whatever words you want to use. So what? I'm, it don't matter to me anymore. But one day it will matter, Saul. I said, one day, Saul, it will matter. With the Philistines, uh, amen, are camped about you uh, and everything's upside down and nothing's going right. You're going to need a word from God. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Somebody keep the doors of this church open. Somebody keep the preaching hot. Somebody keep the praise and the worship. Amen. On tune and on key. Oh, Jesus. We need the prayer meetings. Amen. Still in existence when Jesus comes. 
I said we need a move of the Holy Ghost right up into the day that Jesus comes. Hallelujah. We don't, we need to wait until the tribulation and be one of those that run to the church and say, where is that church? Where is that pastor? Where is, I just want to feel him one more time, but the church is gone. Even God has lifted his church, even out of this world, and people will come and they'll break the doors down and they'll run to this altar. Backsliders, kids raised in the Sunday school, they'll say, what do we do? Where do we go? Amen. Because God, will not deal with them. Hear me, Gentile. You and I are Gentiles. We're not, we're not, we're not by the promise of Abraham. God's been good to us. We're down on uh, southern Texas. And as you've seen probably here recently, you know, we've got a lot of people coming across our border. We got a pretty good governor. And he's been building the wall. It's not that we just want to keep people out. It's just that we want to keep people out. We don't want the terrorists coming through here. We're tired of some of those drugs coming through here. They got people over there right now, right now on the, on the border, on the river. And I've been down there many times. And they got people standing on the side of the river, training people from the government how to swim so they can get across that river. Now, half of my church is of a Hispanic persuasion. We've got some African-Americans, got some white folks. We had some people from India. I told the church, I said, I'm changing the name of the church. I'm gonna name it IHOP, International House of Pentecostals, amen. Praise God, hallelujah, hallelujah. I can't wait, amen, God, let, let everybody come. But I do believe, amen, if you come across, we, I got Canadians in my church. We got people from all over. But in the, in, in the understanding, there are some bad people coming across. They're bringing some narcotics that just a little whiff, a little touch, a little taste of that, it's deadly. And, and uh, I've got a girl right now in my church that she's, you know, before she come to God, she was, you know, just smoking dope. You know, just smoking a little pot, having a little weed, getting a little high. Get with the friends, having a good time. You've done it many times before, just like everybody else. Somebody put some bad stuff in that weed. She went weeks, didn't even know who her parents were in the hospital. Her mind has been affected. Her, her life was so out of sorts. Fear and paranoia, even all the things. Please don't tell me it's not true. Amen, you're willing to go. Listen to me, amen, it's bad enough to get what the FDA approves and even all the rest of those people. But amen, you're gonna reach down, even go down the street and buy something from somebody. They've gone under the kitchen sink. They don't know anything about chemicals, but they can mix up a concoction and you can snort it and next thing you know, it's deadly concoction. Praise God. Now I've pastored long enough. Have you done it? No. I have not done it myself. What do you know about it? I've pastored enough people. I've seen enough tragedy. Come on, I don't have to, amen, to go through all that to know that it's not a good way to live or to die. Well, glory to God, drug addiction is not good. It's not a good way out. 
I know people feel like, I feel so hopeless. Even I feel like this is my only chance. No, I'm telling you, it's not about a chance. But God is an opportunity today. He is a very effectual and open door, even for you to get where you need to be. These immigrants are coming over. They're into our country. They don't even know the language. They don't even understand our culture. They got one thing on their mind. They just want a better chance at a better life for themselves and their families. And I'm all for that. They come into Texas, and I, they're all around where we live. And they, they work hard. They study hard. They go to school. Hey Amen. They'll get... Some of them, I've seen people even come across to become citizens. They get, they graduate from college. They get honors. They end up having a good life. But they started off with a very slim chance. And then on the other hand, I got people who were born in this country. People in my church, kids in my church right now that I'm dealing with. Amen. Oh my God, I got one boy right now. He's on the last, last leg. I don't know what structure you got in the schools now, but you get, you get so, uh, you get to doing a lot of bad things. They put you in what they call ISS. And they take you out of the class, put you in ISS. But he's not even ISS anymore. I'm talking about a boy that I've raised in church. And he goes to heritage with me. But he's now been put in even the next, the, the class. Uh, it's another group. Uh, I can't even remember the, the, the acronym at the moment. But if he makes one more bobble, he's out for the rest of his life. He's only in junior high. He's not even, uh, maybe, maybe he's a freshman. He might be a freshman this year. But they're just trying to get him to graduate. They're just trying to get him, but he said, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. He's skipping school. He's out. They ain't running the streets. He's letting kids in his, his house. He's doing all kinds of nonsense. Amen. There's a kid that's had, amen, parents in church, a good pastor, amen, a good church. He goes to school. He's got every chance, amen, amen, but he is, he is, he is looking at what he's got coming his way. It's called a wreck. It's called a wreck. He met a lot of people that I have seen walk through the door. And by the time they get here, they, their lives, they're eking out a very miserable existence. They've been on the back streets of the city. They've been in the gutters. They've been waking up from a drunk. They don't know who they've been with, where they are, what they've done. We just buried a backslider, a young, young lady here a little while back. Raised in a church. But she got out of church and started doing the drugs, getting drunk, running with the guys. They found her over on Padre Island, out there on the seashore, the national seashore. They found her body out on the seashore, on the sand dunes. Her mother goes to the church, her I had to preach that funeral. Laying in that casket is a girl who'd been baptized in Jesus' name, had the Holy Ghost. She got to doing the drugs at the party. She got to acting crazy. She started, heart started going crazy. Things started happening. 
arrhythmia. She's laying in the floor. The story we found out later. Everybody around her, her friends, were too scared to call 911. So instead of getting her help, they put her in a car, in the trunk of a car, and they carried her out to the seashore, and they dumped her body. Whether she was still living, they did not know. But she gave out her last breath. Amen. In a drug overdose binge that went awry. I'm talking about a girl who used to be in in the Bible quizzing. A girl and her brothers, amen, were in Bible quizzing. We had some amazing kids. She knows Acts 2.38. Please don't tell me. I don't know what I'm talking about. You stand behind a pulpit with a casket in front of you with somebody like that, and then you look me in the eye and tell me, you don't need to preach like that. No. I don't want to see somebody else going down to that cave. Come on, somebody needs to hear the preacher this morning. Amen, you don't need to end up that way. You say, I, I got this. I got. I know she did too. I, I would never do that. It's, sometimes it's not about what you do, but it's about what those around you will or will not do. And when you finally hear Saul praying, his prayer sounds something like this. Bring me up, Samuel. His last prayers are, Bring me just another chance. Give me just one more opportunity. Give me one more word from a man of God. It may just be a spirit or an apparition. I'm not even going to even ask where it comes from. I just need to hear the voice of understanding one more time. Amen. I'm going to bring this to a close this morning, but somebody needs to hear the preacher. I know everybody in the building today, a lot of us feel like we got things going pretty good. Amen. Come on, guard what you got. Come on, you say, my family's living for God. Amen, guard what you got. Hallelujah. I got my kids down in the Sunday school class. Jealously guard what you got. Hallelujah. I got some young people in here said, I'm doing my best to live for God. Amen, stay on the firing line. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't ever let the enemy, amen, get you to sell out. Not even for one night. Amen, for one little tryst. One little opportunity. Amen, to try out the world. Amen, because the chances are that at the end game the last prayer you'll pray even is bring me up a Samuel give me a man of God where is Pastor Riggin where is that preacher I know he'll tell me what's right but there was no man of God there was nobody in his life even that could give him even a straight answer hallelujah even somebody needs to stay away from the cave this morning amen you say what causes it you say it was sin and surely it was, but that's too general this morning. Amen. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's a silly optimism that I believe is behind it. It's a foolish hope that everything will always work out somehow. Somehow it's going to work out. It always has before. It'll work out for me this time. I'll be all right. Amen. Everything's going to be okay. I got the world. Amen. In my hand. I got life ahead of me, but I'm here to tell you, Saul, here's the preacher hear me one more time don't wait I said don't wait today serve him right now let's stand today hallelujah it's a foolish hope 
amen, that you think everything will always work out somehow. Amen, when hope goes to seed in some foolish optimism, the consequences are disastrous. If you would have gone to Saul in his early career, in his early days of being king, and you would have told him that Samuel was the greatest opportunity he had, he might agree with you. If you would have told him you need to make the most of it, because someday you're going to end up at the mouth of the cave of the witch indoor, he'd say, hey, no way. I just talked to my son-in-law a few days ago and he's changed everything. He's not going to church. I'm talking about he backslid. He's, he's just whole hog going this other direction. And I said, you know, I said, son, it's not about whether or not you exercise and do those things. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. It profiteth little. It may profit a little. That's not the situation. I said, used to everything I heard from you was God and the word you so love in the word preaching in the church but you've replaced it with something else you've got something else that you're worshiping you cannot serve God in the world you can't serve God in mammon Jesus said and for a moment in this conversation he was defending himself defending his actions defending his mannerism the way he was you know dressing and whatever he's defending all that but I told him, I said, but it wasn't just that. I said, I never hear anything from you anymore about God and the word and anything else. It's always about how many reps you got in and how much you ran and amen, how many push-ups you made and how many pull-ups you made and how many things you've done. That's all I ever hear. And for a moment, clarity come, Brother Reagan for that whole conversation, we could have thrown it all away for that one moment. And he said, you know, you're right. He said, and I'll be honest with you. He said, if you had asked me, told me three years ago that I'd be talking like this, I would have told you you're crazy. And then the moment disappeared. All, it just kind of slipped away. And we went right back into that same mode of, I'll be okay. But for a moment... This is where we are with you this morning. We've got that moment. For that moment, when you walked in here, I'll be okay, I don't even know why I'm going here, but for a moment, somewhere in this service, God's come by and he's put his hand on you, felt something. Started talking about the kids on drugs. We all, we've all got drugs has, has affected most of our families. Everybody's got their story. Alcohol has busted up a lot of our families. We got kids and their parents aren't together because of drugs and alcohol and illicit sex and all kinds of things that the world offers. They say it's fun. It may be fun for a minute, but it doesn't last. It is a destroyer. Amen. You may not hear this anywhere else, but you're going to hear it here. Amen. For a moment, that little moment. Amen. We're in that moment right now God, amen, is talking to you. you. You can't put this off. Hallelujah. I said you can't put this off. There's a choice to make one way or the other. You can make it by silence and saying, I don't, I'll, I'll be okay, preacher. I'll be all right. Who are you? Amen. I don't know who you are. Amen. You don't know my life. I don't have to know, but God knows every breath you've taken because he's given it to you. 
and he laid it upon this preacher's heart. He's going to tell you, don't wait till you're at the cave door. Don't wait. Amen. Until your last prayer is said, even just give me a ghost of a chance. Give me even just one more opportunity to hear the voice of something I used to have. Oh, come on. You've got that moment right now. Amen. Come on. You're not there. You're not at that cave door. But right now, you're still on the throne and you're making choices. You still are the king of your life. But can I tell you, put Jesus on the throne this morning. He is the king of kings and Lord of lords. Come on, let's pray together. Let's pray together. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'll never go that way. We've all heard that. And I'm not telling you you're such a bad person. You've done, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm just telling you this morning, amen, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But there's somebody in this house this morning, amen, the battle's been waging. You even had a hard time sleeping this week. Thoughts going through your mind and the devil slips around and said, you got nothing to live for. Just go ahead. Watch you just end it all. Go out, go out with a bang. Have a big party. Amen. Do what all you can do and then give it all up. Amen. But I got news for somebody. Amen. God stepped into your life this morning. I said, the Holy Ghost is here right now. I said, God is here and he's reaching for you. You don't have to be lost. You don't have to regress. There could be progress made today. Come on, we don't have to wait till the ship is wrecked to wag our heads and say, why did it have to be? Because today we got that moment of clarity. It's here right now, Jesus is in this house. Would you like to come? You know, I, I can offer you an altar this morning. Amen, I can offer you a place to pray. If you're too proud to pray, then that's what you need to wrestle with this morning. You need to bring that down because everybody needs to talk to God because the day will come when every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's King of Kings. Amen. But today, let your prayer, amen, not just be, amen, too late, but today there's an opportunity. Would you come? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, you, you really have to forget everybody sitting, standing around you. You really got to not worry about what anybody thinks. This is what I think. This is what God thinks. I got to do something with my life. I've watched my uncle. I've watched my cousin. Uh, amen. Go off into shipwreck. Uh, amen. I've watched everybody in my family, but a couple. Amen. They seem like everything they do is a struggle. And I don't want that for my life. Uh, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, I said, you don't have to end up down in that cave but today you could come hallelujah and let God have his way in your life oh hallelujah hallelujah almost thou you've almost convinced me you've almost persuaded me preacher you've almost persuaded me to be a Christian great man, a powerful man said one day but we have no record in our Bibles will that man ever come and got his life right with God but today amen he would love one more chance to hear this gospel preached a ghost of a chance come on let's pray together, help me pray I need some saints, help me pray hallelujah this could be the turning point 
Amen. For everything that you've ever, amen, want in your life. I just want a good life, preacher. I know you do. Amen. But this life is very fleeting. It's very temporal. There's going to be an eternal life or an eternal death that's ahead for all of us. And today, choose who you'll serve. No matter how high you rise in prominence and power, Saul, if you throw away your opportunity, you will become a shipwreck. Paul told Timothy, he said, I charge thee, my son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou might, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. Of whom Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they might learn not to blaspheme. God doesn't let people be lost if they'll seek him. But you don't need to run up on the rocks with your boat this morning. Isaiah, give this prophecy, and I'll close with this. Isaiah is talking about Jesus Christ. And he gives a, a verbal, a word illustration to help us try to see Jesus, see Christ. Amen. From way back in the Old Testament. And he says, and he spreadeth his hands as one that swimmeth. And I looked at that, and I, and I lived down on the coast, down on New Mexico, and right on the right on the Gulf of Mexico. We live right on the water. And if I were to take you down to the coast this morning, dotted along the coastline, a little wooden stands that rise into the air, and up on top is a chair, and then a little covering on the top. It's a lifeguard station. And now when uh, spring break and from here on out to the end of summer, there'll be men, young men and young women that have been hired to be lifeguards. And while that beach is completely packed and there are kids out there with their little boogie boards and there's some surfers out there trying to catch a wave, kids splashing in the water, parents up on the beach sitting in, in lawn chairs, everybody having a good time. But out there in the surf, they have what they call a riptide. Out there in the water, amen, where it gets a little deeper, suddenly the water changes, shifts, tide changes. And next thing you know, everything, amen, suddenly just becomes unsettled. And you find yourself going out, going out, going further away from your place. People frolicking, splashing, having a good time. Amen. Flailing their hands, screaming, laughing. But up there in that little stand, there's a lifeguard and he stands. He's overlooking the crowd. Amen. He's listening. And suddenly he hears a voice from out there in the water. Help! And he looks and he scans 
And he's, try, he's got his eye trained. And there's kids are playing and people on boogie board. Everybody's just going on like normal. But somewhere out there is somebody that's crying for help. Hallelujah. Somebody, even that needs a, a rescue. Hallelujah. Somebody said, I'm too tired. If I don't get some help, it's all going to be over. Hallelujah. Amen. And next thing you know, even that man stands up. And when he sees that person out there, amen, he throws the towel down. And he runs out to that surf and he spreads forth his hands as one that into that water and he began to swim amen oh out there to that individual people seen him go by what's going on but somebody out there is crying out even for help even somebody needs him even I'll tell you what Christ did even on Calvary he didn't just die on a cross amen but he spread forth his hands as one that swimmeth and he dove into the sea of sin and ugly filthy ungodliness and he swam out. Even why? Because I was out there and said help me Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you what you need. You need a strong swimmer this morning. I said you need somebody. Amen. They can reach you where you are. Somebody's got you. Amen. It is high. Hallelujah. Thank God for the day that I felt a hand go around me. I thank God somebody being a tug in my spirit and say come relax. Let me have this. I will say you. Amen. God is standing here today with his arms outspread. You've got to cry out to him. You don't have to die out there in the surf. You could be saved this morning. Let God call you. Let him, let him help you. Cry out. Come. Come, Jesus. Come on, let's pray. Close your eyes with me. Amen. Pray. I didn't mean to preach this long. Amen. But I got a job to do this morning. I got to let somebody know, amen, that God wants to save you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, amen. You need a strong swimmer this morning. You're way on out there, aren't you? I didn't mean to go out this far, Pastor. I didn't mean to go out. Amen. I can't save myself. I tell you, the only thing I know is to call on the only saving name. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, save me. Come on, let's pray together. God, help us. Oh, hallelujah. 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 We got a strong swimmer this morning. Amen. We got a strong swimmer in this house. God is here. He'll reach you where you are. Would you reach out and touch the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Come on. Let's love the Lord. Oh, Savior, Savior, Savior. Savior, Savior. Would you come to this altar? Now, I'm not going to drag anybody here. But you got to make up your mind. Don't be like Saul. Say, I got this. I got this. Because the day will come. And I promise you this. If anything I've said is true, the day will come that you'll say, I wish I would have given my life to God way back then. I've heard it hundreds of times. Maybe thousands. I wish I had given my life to Christ back then. Let's let the Lord have his way right now.